God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. I'm all checked and ready to go. Yeah, same. I'm already rolling. I'm pre-rolling. I pre-rolled, and now we're rolling. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which is what you do after you've done, I don't know, 700 podcasts. You know how to do it. You've got like a little podcast cottage industry going on over there. How many podcasts are you doing now? Three, for sure. I do three, and I'm guests on podcasts all the time, and I edit. Um, I occasionally edit some fitness podcasts. So basically, I'm a millionaire. That's basically what I'm trying to say is that I'm rolling hard in cash. My wallet's fat, as uh, Billy Gibbons says. How about being able to tell someone you don't give a shit because your wallet's fat? That's nice. Yeah. I don't worry because my wallet's fat what he says i mean my wallet's fat but it's only because i have like receipts and stuff that i haven't gotten out of the wallet it's not because there's a lot of cash in there <laughs> right yeah maybe he was bluffing the whole time here's the thing about being good at podcasting is i'm often asked to be a guest on podcasts and i do it because i like to hear myself talk and i think i'm interesting and i think i have something to say even though none of that's really true but it's a believe that i have it's a little belief i have but it's amazing when I get on these things how bad the hosts are at it. Where I'm like, listen, it's your show. I'm the guest, but why don't you sit back and relax and let me take the reins here and create something that'll actually be interesting for listeners. Yeah, let me let me lift up this fridge while you sit there and don't do anything. Uh, I did a podcast in April. All right, in like a, a chick named April. No, yep. <laughs> no. Uh, in April. It was, month. it was horrible. The guy didn't know how to sync up the audio. I was like, hey, we need to clap at the beginning so you can sync this audio up. Like, huh? Interview went horribly, unprepared. I ended up salvaging it by just being little old me, just being the little, the little boy that God made me all those years ago. Right, right, right. And after the interview, he goes, hey, send me some of your music, uh, whatever songs you want to put in. And I'm going to put in some of your original music throughout the episode. I'm like, hell yeah, great. And I immediately, nice. like a good little boy, Sent him a Dropbox link or whatever, 10 songs. Here they are. Do whatever you want. He emails me about two weeks ago in October and says, hey, man, that link you sent me with your tunes expired. Um, I was wanting to put those songs in that episode. The episode should be, com- be coming out in a couple of weeks. And I'm like, I'm going back through my emails. I'm like, the last time I emailed you was six months ago. The boys prepared the link I sent him six months ago expired. That boy's working in the future. Well, so I didn't say anything that I felt. I just sent him a fresh link. I linked him up. Oh, okay. Nice. I linked him back up. Okay. Because I thought, well, I want the episode to come out. And I'm so fascinated. I can't remember what we talked about. This right. was two weeks ago. I sent him that link. No response. No episode dropped. <laughs> These are just people that don't have it together, Bob. They don't have it together. They can't get it done. I mean, some people don't have it together, dude. Well, they can't get it done. It's just amazing to me because you, like me, are a guy who gets it done. You get the I things mean, I, done. I barely get it done. Dude, I get it done. Oh, when's the deadline? Right now? Okay, I'm getting it done right now. Oh, the deadline's in five minutes? I'll be getting it done in five minutes. The, um, the two other people in my band were doing like a little mini song game inspired by your song game, of course. Nice. And uh, 
they're at that point where they're real excited every week about their songs. Do you remember that? I'm still excited about my songs. Well, they're excited to like talk amongst ourselves about the songs. I be excited about oh. the work you do for sure. I'm ex- I love every song I write uh, for at least for a little while. They're like, man, that song that like we get on the bus and they're like, man, that song this week, like, what were the drums you used and like that lyric was really cool. It reminded me of like PJ Harvey. Like, it's just they really want to get into it every week. And I'm like, hey man, talk to me in ten years worth of songs i remember i was playing south by southwest many years ago 15 years ago maybe and who's the guy that plays the piano on stage with the sawed off legs Ooh, i'm not familiar with that trick is he in the butt butthole surfers no no he's this guy he's kind of like kind of in the same zone as i was in the early 2000s now are you saying the piano has sawed off legs or he has sawed off legs no so he travels with a with a grand piano where they've cut off like a foot of the leg so it sits lower to the ground okay and then he plays it that way like that's one of his things gavin degraw ah i couldn't think of i don't want to be anything So I'm doing a South by Southwest show with Gavin DeGraw, me, and some other people. And he's partying, drinking. Yeah. When I say partying, that's code for consuming alcohol. For many, I think for an entire decade, partying meant cocaine. But you mean drinking. When I say partying, I mean that's code for spilling alcohol into your mouth. Right. And then having it infect your body with Good times. Well, if you spill it in your mouth, you may as well swallow it, I guess. I mean, that's the easiest way to clean it up. I mean, you can spill it in your mouth and just keep it in your mouth. That's what I do with all kinds of things. Right. But I usually swallow it. Occasionally, if it's paint, I'll spit it out. Anyways, I'm backstage with Gavin DeGraw, and there's a piano backstage at, at Antone's where we're playing, and he starts jamming, jamming on the piano with other people that are there, like other bands maybe that were playing. And I'm like, is this guy 14 years old? Right. Because That's such a I was thing. probably, in my, I mean, I'm in my late 30s now, so let me do the math. Click, 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 click. Early 30s. Then, and I was, my jam after the show or before your show, those days, they're so far in the rear view that I would need the Hubble telescope to see those. <laughs> you need to look into the past and Dude, the future. I would need... Who's that back there? Is that Nova stealing some records? Yeah, that's my daughter, Nova. She's getting some computer paper. Hi. She just waved and says hi. My friend Bob says hi. That's Scarlett's dad. Would you like to deliver a message to Scarlett from Austin, Texas? What would you like to sell, tell Scarlett? Here, come say it on the mic. I want to say this to Scarlett. Hi, Scarlett. I miss you, and I want to see you again soon. Oh, that's so nice. Very nice. Yeah, you're talking about needing the Hubble telescope because the jamming yeah, those, days. All right, but also the jamming days could come back if, for some reason, I decided to pick up the bottle, the one with the three X's <laughs> on it, and start putting that in my mouth. I could see myself jamming in that case, but if you're not drinking 
you're not jamming after your show. Well, can let me add a little caveat to that because I do still drink. Because as as far as I can tell so far, not an alcoholic, but I do enjoy drinking. And I'll be at these in the Luke Combs camp did it. They had a whole room set up with gear, like a jam room. And I'm drinking, I'm having a good time, but here's what I'm not doing. Jamming. Now, all right, I will say this. When I was on that Dixie Chicks tour and they set up the jams, they set up a jam room and their whole band was there and my whole band was there. And then we were like, like jamming that way with like a, with like really killer players. That was kind of fun. But that I'm going to get on the piano and play some songs that I wrote for you guys right now. Mm. Unless I'm on stage getting paid. And when I say getting paid, I mean paid player. If I'm not getting paid player, I'm not I'm not doing that. That that whole let me show you let me show you this baby bird I just caught in my hand. Those days are over. Yeah, it's real clear what it all is. Like the only time I've been jamming where it really was fun is when no one in the room was trying to prove shit like or tee look at me shit. It was like just making music with your buddies. Yeah, if you get a chance to like play with some real serious players, that's fun. That is fun. That's that's a neat experience. But if you're just up there got a guitar in your hand, you want to play some songs for some people, what? That's like an adult drinking Sprite. What? <laughs> what are, what you, are doing? you doing? I know. We were watching uh, Too Hot to Handle. Do you know what Too Hot to Handle is? I don't know, but I hold up. Zip. It's a. It's one of these reality, uh, a bunch of beautiful people on an island shows. They all show up there thinking they're going to be hooking up and finding a match or whatever. Oop, plot twist. They can't do anything sexual. And if they do, they get kicked off. If they do, they lose money. So that everyone's going to be getting money. And like a kiss is worth three thousand dollars. A you know, sex is whatever ten, whatever twenty thousand. So they put all these beautiful people on an island, and they tell them you can't do anything. We're trying to get you to like make actual heart connections. Blah blah blah. Yeah, right. Trying to make that money off young beauty. But uh, one of the guys shows up on the island, and one of his things that he he's like a cool hip guy. I guess he's attractive. I don't know. He plays everyone a song on the piano, and it does not go well. It does not go well at all. What do you mean? What happens? He's like, well, he's like kind of coming off real confident. And all the girls in the island are like, ooh, what's Bryce? And then he's like, you know how they cut. It's like the actual footage. And then they cut away to like interview style. And he's like, hey, I'd like to play everyone a song if that's cool. Cut to like the chicks being like, oh, my God, he's a musician. He's going to play a song. Oh, cut to him starting the song. You know it's gonna be bad because he's he's playing the chords, a little preamble. I, I mean, it's not totally finished. I just you know I just wrote this a couple of days ago. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. It's an original piece that he's not even finished with. He starts playing it and singing it. Can't sing well, and the song's no good. And then it just shows the group of beautiful people all kind of standing around, and you see their smiles of hope, right? Turn to turn to grim, just this dashing of hopes and dreams. And then he just ends up playing like one verse in chorus. And he's like, anyway, that's that's how it goes. It's, it's a little more like that. He can't even finish it because the response is so bad. It's a total bomb and it's on television and it's horrible. And I'm like, dude, you had everything going for you, man. You were the man of mystery. They they just tell him you play piano. When you actually started doing it, you lost him. And he never made a connection on the island. And I think, honestly, it's because of the piano. Well, Expectations are like vacations, dude. 
Are you writing a song? Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Go right. Basically. <laughs> basically, yeah. if you get somebody's expectations up and then you don't, they're not met, then call Expedia. Oh, you ain't getting your money back? Expectations create salutations. Hell yeah. If you if they're met. And you know what they turn ex- expectations turn into excavations. Yeah. And excavations turn into migrating birds. Right. Well, who go bye bye? They go migrations. Oh, man. And migrations turn into stagnation of this joke. Every time we watch these shows, I look up all the people on Instagram. Because I think part of me is really hoping that they failed, that they're failures, that somehow they were not rewarded for just being dumb and beautiful. But that's not the case. And yet, every time I do it, the dumbest person on the show has five and a half million followers. He's got some, he's got his own cologne. And then he's looks like he's living the life of a true king of earth. All right, let's talk about. All right, let's shift gears here because here's what we've been doing. We've been digging in the dirt, dude. We've been we've been rolling around in the mud with the pigs. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna shower off right now. You, okay. me, the listeners. Okay. And we're gonna go sit in a room filled full of beautiful paintings and beautiful furniture made by craftsmen. In a room that's lightly scented, also smells of possible rat feces, but on top of that, cologne of some kind. Okay, it's been masked. And the musty old smell of 100-year-old books. Okay. And we're going to have ourselves a little tea party while we talk about the new season of Ding, 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 ding. The Crown. <laughs> <laughs> Which I watched all of over the last 24 hours. I watched eight hours of The Crown. Wow, I've never seen it. Well, it is truly, it is truly, it's an incredible show. All right, let me tell you a little bit. If you don't know about The Crown, if you know about The Crown, you know about it already. If you don't know about it, let me tell you a few things about it. It's the most money ever spent on a British television show. It looks like it was filmed in on location. It wasn't. They built these fucking sets to look like fucking Windsor castle and fucking kensington palace or whatever the fuck these places are called it's got the best acting of any show of all time did claire foy win the best actress nomin uh emmy for her portrayal of elizabeth in the first two seasons yes did olivia coleman win it for seasons three and four yes is this harry potter bitch gonna win it for season five yeah do i know her name no does she look like the queen yes is this whole new season where the queen's 65 and everybody's getting older just about how everything in life turns into complete and utter failure, but you just cling to the life raft that that is your life and hope and pray that there are others that are nearby that you can at least share the last dregs of the ruin of what you thought were your hopes and dreams is that what the whole season's about? Yes. Did I cry at least five or six times watching this show? Like sobbing? Did the show end and was I sobbing on the couch alone? Was Bobby, your thanks daddy, the period dropper, sitting on his couch 
eating sunflower seeds, and then all of a sudden bursting into sobs. Oh, yeah. Maybe you had a rock in your shoe. I did have a rock in my shoe, and it was called all the other bullshit in the world. (laughs) And I took that rock out, and I fucking slipped on the crown and walked around in my fucking soft, slippery crown shoes Hmm. for eight hours. Dude, the chick that plays Diana, if she's looking at the camera a certain way, it looks exactly like Diana. Now, if she turns a certain way, if she moves at all, then all of a sudden she doesn't look like her. It's like one of those weird, you know, illusions. Right. But most of the time, the director's like, okay, get in that angle. And then you're like, oh, shit, that's her. Be still as a statue. Anyways, it's... Just go watch it. Just everybody listening, just watch it. Go start at season one. I know it sounds boring. I know you'll start watching and you'll be like, this is boring. Why did Bob tell me to watch it? And then about eight or nine minutes in, it will completely change and it will be something completely unexpected and different. And you'll be like, oh, I get it now. And you'll watch it. And then when you're done with it, you will tell everybody about it like I do. And but if you know if you've already been watching it, you know it already. So it doesn't matter. Well, you heard it here, folks. That's quite the endorsement for the crown. Also, go watch The Barbarian because our friends in it. <laughs> the Barbarian. It's called Barbarian. It's on HBO. You can watch it for free if you have HBO. <laughs> Just don't expect a good movie. But our friends in it, and he's great. You can watch it for free as long as you pay for HBO. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're ponying up fifteen bucks a month, you can watch it for free. So you watched some show. How much of that show did you watch? How many hours did you invest in that? It's only eight episodes. They're about 40 minutes long. So you watched eight hours of that crap. But we watched, we were watching a show called Love Island. And I watched that too. It's all bullshit. It was interesting because it's, it was Love Island, Australia. And it was so boring because they weren't giving the, they weren't giving them booze. They were just like all going to bed at like 10 PM together and waking up and exercising like no one was getting out of their minds and so nothing happened and we got we did like 10 episodes and i'm like when is season one gonna end and i finally went and looked at it all the episodes an hour long i looked at it season one 30 episodes jesus christ and i told us i was like we're done i can't do it i can't watch 20 more hours of this well you know me dude i'm a card-carrying member of the bachelor nation or was but when they got rid of chris whatever his name is the host i'm out it's interesting that a host was that you know he glued it all together for you he glued it all together and i feel like all those shows i think you kind of hit it on the head earlier all those shows used to be about like maybe finding love or maybe even like kind of getting well known enough that you would find love outside of the show but now it's just about building up your social like your social uh whatever your like your Instagram. social media brand yeah. yeah that's all it is now so it's just completely fake it's real it just sucks yeah they don't care what happens on the show Mm-mm. and then they just do outrageous things that are gonna they're branding themselves for later yeah so they'll humiliate themselves on television i guess the real world kind of became that way too but minus social media i remember when the real world was kind of boring and that's when it was actually really good because it really was just these very normal looking people living together and getting in arguments and fucking each other and all that. I think the real world 
ended when it moved. That Austin season was the worst. Like after that, people are like, oh, fuck this show. I've gotten to a point now where I just, I almost like fetishize a time before the internet, I and which I lived in. I was there. I was on this celestial plane. Right. I think about the 80s and the 90s a lot. And I'm like, and and I get it, you know, retroactively and retrospectively, you, you tend to, you know, glamorize stuff. But when I think of like 1995 and before that, I just think of a pristine, heavenly, pure time. Well, and guess, I long for it. Guess who's living in 1995? Your boy, the period dropper. The period dropper? Yeah. As we do this podcast through Zoom? I mean, we're doing it through Zoom. So occasionally I like pick myself up and peer into the lens of 2022. But the rest of the time, I'm living 1990. I'm living life like it's night. I'm I'm partying like it's 1995. And what's that party look like? What's going on in 1995? Uh, crossword, the crown, and a whole lot of <laughs> crossword on my iPad, the crown on Netflix, <laughs> and a whole <laughs> just like 1995. Everything I do is all internet based. I'm playing virtual pinball on my iPad. Like it is 1995. Here's what was going on in 1995. Here's what a lot of going on was happening there. Watching the preview channel. Remember the preview channel? I love Just seeing what's on. Dude, there's an app on my iPad called Trailers. And every once in a while, I'll remember it's on there. And I will watch some trailers, boy. Trailers used to be so fun, but now trailers are so long. And they tell you everything. Trailers are like little movies now. I would watch. In fact, someone sent me this recently. I need to go hunt this link down. And it's some kind of, I don't know how they put it together, but it's 90s television. And when you click on the website, it's like a 90s looking TV, like the TVs that used to have a VCR in them. And there's a menu and it's like commercials, music videos, news broadcasts. And it's just all these things from the 90s. And you can just watch it for hours and hours. That's what I'm going to spend the rest of my life doing. Cool. That's what it's all for. That preview channel. Oh, man. That preview channel was straight up drugs. And it only went to like 35 channels. Well, and whatever was on, that's what you were watching. As soon as we're done with this, I'm watching trailers. <laughs> Period. Do you have your holiday shows coming up? I do. I'm putting together the music for it. Man, I will say this about Spotify. It has come up with some great suggestions for some holiday music. Because I always kind of play the same songs every year. And uh, I found some really nice new ones that I'm going to play this year. I'm going to make it a nice romantic Moonlight Orchestra Christmas. Well, that's fun. It's kind of slipped into a little bit of a kind of a family. I mean, like my sister, I mean, my sister, my daughter's going to perform. My dad's going to perform, which is fine. But I'm going to do some. I'm going to do some nice romantic stuff. I want it to be a nice. It should be just a romantic. Christmassy night out away from the kids. Yeah, mommy and daddy night out, get a little eggnog flowing. Mommy and daddy go out, have a nice little Christmas show. Now kids can come. It's it's G rated, but I want it to be a, I want it to be romantic. Right. It should be like, you know, we've got the strings there. We're all dressed up. I'm looking good. I've lost some weight. I'm fucking fucking tight. My shit's tight, dude. And it's only going to get tighter. Of course. I call that being tight and right. I mean, 
I've been right, but I haven't been tight. Right. I've been right and loose. Right. But I'm going to be right and less loose. Right. You're so, going to be right and tight. Yeah. I'm going to be right and less loose. So that's goose. That <laughs> <laughs> is goose. All right. Well, it's time to wrap it up now. We're about to head into the secret weekly in which the secrets of the universe are being slowly unlocked. Let's just face the facts. That's what's happening. Well, they've been, they've been unlocked and we somebody keeps coming by and, and relocking them and then we have to unlock them again. But they, right. they're constantly being unlocked. We keep cracking the code. Somebody keeps closing the safe door. Right. And you may be asking yourself, what is a secret weekly? Well, it's a little bonus, 10 minutes. It's about sometimes it's up to words of 20 minutes. Little bonus episodes where we talk about things that we can't possibly say on the normal episode. Well, we can't talk about it on the show because then law. Yeah, we'll go to jail. Friends, it's a crime. Friends would get upset. It's a crime what we do. Uh, names are not changed to protect the innocent. It's a crime of passion. It's not a real crime. It's right. A, and I'm told that in crimes of passion, you, the judge is usually pretty lenient. It's yeah. It's it's not a it's not a felony crime. Here's how you get into the secret weekly where there are hundreds of of like-minded IOK listeners, just like yourself, as you join us on Patreon, it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash just the letters IOK. It's the equivalent of buying me and Bob a cup of coffee a month. Now, if you like IOK, if we bring you joy every Monday, if you've, if you've laughed at us. Dude, it's like buying us half a cup of coffee. Have you been to Starbucks lately? Like no. it's four, $4 and change for a small latte it's buying one cup of coffee that me and bob will split and you know it's not that easy to put all this together it takes time there are associated costs with the websites that host it and if you want to be a part of what's cool about it that's how you do it just just tell them what the deal is it's costing us tens of thousands of dollars a month to put this production together and get it out to people so we're losing money we need your help i can't feed my daughter right yeah our kids are they're outside with a shoe and a sign that says, put money in this shoe because daddy needs money for his podcast. So once you join Patreon, you're going to get an RSS feed link feed. Now, I know that sounds scary, but all it is is one hyperlink. You put that little link into whatever app that you listen to podcasts on, and the Secret Weekly is going to bing pop up like any other podcast you listen to. It's going to say Patreon exclusive Secret Weekly. So you can listen through... Patreon, the portal, every time we put out a new episode, you're going to get a link to Patreon. But you can also integrate it into your whatever your favorite app is. So we're going to share that link. Uh, you get that link when you join Patreon. It's that simple. Then you open up your podcast app and you just paste that in there? Yeah. It paste that into the search thing. It, well, every app's a little different, but the RSS feed is a very, very common thing, especially for this kind of situation where you're wanting to streamline online content to someone's phone. Okay. So we've generated that link. The link exists and you're going to get the link. And then like, for example, I use a podcast app called Overcast and I really do recommend it because there's all sorts of cool things you can do. You can get rid of all the pauses. You can boost the audio. You can speed it up or slow it down. It's got great search functions. In my Metallica podcast, we've done over 300 episodes. And someone will say, hey, what was that episode where you blah, blah, blah. I can basically do a word search throughout my entire six years of Metal Up Your Podcast and find stuff. Whoa. So when I go to Overcast, it gives me an option to add a URL. 
That's the whole thing, podcast URL. And that's the link that we provide to you over on Patreon. You simply put that in and hit add, and then it comes right up just like any of your other podcasts. So I, I, have, don't, know, I don't know about our listeners, but, but this has been the most exciting part of the podcast of any of the podcasts we've ever done. Well, this was Bob requested me explain no, all this. I, I didn't know. You told me before and I've forgotten and I've kind of half forgotten, even though you just told me right now. Well, I'm excited because this next Secret Weekly we go to is probably going to be the first one Bob ever hears. I'm excited to hear it. So join us now. I told you all how to do it. You know what homework you have to do. And if you can't do it, because believe me, in this economy, things are tight. Tight. Uh, we just appreciate everyone who listens. And you can also write in bobandclint at gmail.com. That ain't going to cost you nothing. Uh, but if you can support us, buy me and Bob a cup of coffee that we'll split and uh, hopefully be able to feed our children. And we'll see you in the Secret Weekly. Bye. Bye. <laughs>